Before we start this week's episode of Just Saying, we'd like to introduce you to our Riveter. What began as two military spouses armed with a big idea, a sewing machine, and a canvas has grown into a bold movement that provides portable careers to military spouses. To learn more and shop these handcrafted bags, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, and today I'm going to help you get ready for a career change, a job change, Lessons in Transition Part 2. If you're new to the podcast, excited that you're here. If you've um, been here before, welcome back. And as you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And this time of transition, which you're transitioning from one job to another, maybe a career, an entire career change. The military people just retire and they start a whole new life. Can be very daunting. And this is a three-part series that will help you just navigate these 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 waters. Why do we need to do that? Well, we need to clarify, get clear in our head, you know, what what's coming. And just to do a little recap, last week in the part one of Lessons in Transition, we talked about defining your value. And when I mean your value, I don't mean your values. You you certainly should know what your values are, your core values. But that wasn't it. It was around your value. And the quick recap is really three things. One is giving yourself some quiet to think about and being able to start answering, what do you do currently? What did you do? Okay. And in, in a way that is simple, okay, this is what I did. And this is why I did it. This is how I did it, and this is the impact that I had. And being able to kind of stitch that together, the what I did, the why I did it, the how I did it, where I did it, the impact I have will be really made a lot easier if you give yourself some quiet to think about that. Um, the second thing I wanted you to do is is don't sell yourself. Just tell people what that is. So it's not a job, it's not a point of convincing them you're valuable or trying to sell yourself into a new job. It's just being comfortable answering the question. So tell me, what did you do or what, what do you do now? And then finally, just giving yourself a chance to just tell a few people, find some safe people in your life that you can share that with out loud and, and hear yourself say it. You could write whatever you want on a piece of paper, but when you actually say it out loud, it can be, it can be very different. So I, that's really around defining your, your value, what you did, what you, what you do currently, being able to capture that clearly, concisely, not overselling it, and being able to explain to somebody kind of where you're coming from. That was part one. Now here today, we're in part two, Lessons in Transition. This is about your vision. This is not about your your eyesight. This is about your vision. What do you want to do? What do you, what, what do you want to do down the road and why? And I wanted to stop here for a moment and to recognize an organization that we partnered with at the Brief Lab called the Honor Foundation. The Honor Foundation, they're not a sponsor. They're just, we've partnered with them. And they do some amazing work in helping members of the special operations community transition from the military to civilian or corporate professions. And um, they do just great work because this is a this is a tough time for people. And they have to, there's a lot of questions and not, not a lot of answers and a lot of ambiguity. And this is a whole new world. And they do a wonderful job around the country doing help helping um, guys in the in the special operations community prepare for the for that for this important moment at the end of their career, starting a new one. So. Um, 
But today, just to start to hone in, okay, what, what we want to start to get really clear on is what do I want to do? What, what, you know, what fulfills me? What's going to fulfill me down the road and why? It's really important to get to that why. Why? What drives me? And to just kind of put this in context, I want to share a story with you about a job that I had way, way long ago, early in my career. So I would been out of college. This was the late 80s. Um, and I got a job with a British telecom company. And I hated the job, but I also loved it. And just to, just to kind of put it into, into like frame it for you, um, what I hated about it was it was super transactional. It was a, it was a very entry-level sales position. It was pretty technical. It was door-to-door sales, downtown Chicago, trudging along in my, in my boots and my overcoat and just going around and knocking on doors trying to sell this um, business telecommunications long-distance thing at the time. Very, very unknown world. People didn't understand it. It was complicated. It was, and it was just like cold calling and just pounding on doors day after day. And it was just really a lot of rejection. It was super, super hard. But one day, um, as I love this expression I've heard from guys in the military, it's like I was on the struggle bus, right? I was in, in the, in the backseat of the struggle bus in this job because I couldn't sell a thing to save my life. And maybe I've told this story before in the podcast, but I'll share it with an, in new light. So why did I hate it? Um, well, for all the reasons that I just told you, but one day I got called in my boss's office and it was not good, right? So the boss sits me down. He's like, you're really not very good at this, the selling thing. And, and he asked me why, you know, like why I thought this company was interesting. And it kind of caught me by surprise. Like, wait, you just told me I'm bad at sales. Why do you want to know what I like about the company I'm working for? And it was a British telecommunications company. So because I had the super person who I am, I'm honest, and that was an honest question, and I just gave an honest answer. I just thought for myself to, to myself for a second. What I loved about the company was it was it was kind of an old school British global telecommunications company. I loved the history of the company. I loved the fact that they land uh, laid the first transatlantic cable. I liked the fact that they were the phone company in places like Hong Kong. They were not known in the United States, but they've been around for a long time. They were like the AT&T of England. The company was called Cable and Wireless. And I love the history of the company. So I went on for a few minutes and I just told him all the things I loved about the company. And then he stopped and he just said, well, just tell people that when you go on sales calls. And he gave me permission to do that. And I loved that. And I did it. So I went out. The next day I had a bunch of appointments and I told that and I, I sold five contracts in a day. And he was completely astounded. In fact, everybody in the office was astounded because I couldn't persuade anybody, try to sell anybody, but I was really good at telling people. Why am I telling you the story? Well, a couple things. I, I really had to, like, in that moment, realize that there are parts of any job that you hate and there's parts of the job that you love. But in that, I discovered that I really loved marketing. I really loved branding. I, I started thinking about the whole technology behind this was fascinating, and I just was really intrigued by going into technology and marketing, and and that changed my career. I just that was something that I I, I wanted to to get into. I didn't I wasn't interested in cold calling and being a salesperson. I was really interested in getting into the whole world of marketing, and I did. That changed my career, and I got into tech marketing, and I got into messaging and explaining brands and trying to figure out what makes one brand better than another and how to give people ways of expressing or explaining 
something which was complicated into ways that are compelling and interesting. And that early, early days, that was what happened in that job, a job that I actually hated, but I discovered part of it that I loved and it, and it changed the course of my career. So that story about that, that job kind of sets the context what I'm, you know, okay, this is what I did, but what do I want to do? And there's a connection between those two things. So let me just kind of go into some things that I think you should be thinking about when you're trying to define your vision. Like, what do I want to do and why? Right? What's my vision? That statement can, like a vision statement can scare people. And I don't want it to scare you. Just like define your value. Really what that's saying is what you do, what you did and why you were good at it. This next part is, okay, well, what do you want to do and why? And why do you think you'll be good at it? All right. Well, don't let the word value, define your value or define your vision, scare you because it shouldn't scare you. It's just simply the current and the past and the future. What do I do in the future? Okay. So in this particular case, let me kind of break it down into a couple pieces that help me. The first thing is a survey that I took a number of years ago and it's called Clifton's Strength Finders. For a time, I think it was run by Gallup, the polling company. And I took this and what Strength Finders does, there's a little book and it's got a, a survey. The survey takes out 15 minutes or so. And what it produces is a list of your top five innate strengths. And when I took this survey, it really captured in a list of these top five strengths what really fulfills me and gave a description of the things that I would do that when I'm doing those to the right level, I'm fulfilled. When I'm doing it too much, I'm not fulfilled. When I'm doing it too little, I'm not fulfilled either. So I took this and then I had everybody in my company take it. And it really painted a picture and it's been years, I think 10 years since I did it. And my top five strengths are strategic, futuristic, activator, connectedness, and self-assurance. And there's other categories I'm not going to get into because this isn't a podcast about strength finders, but I would highly recommend you take it because it starts to get at the core of what you're good at and what you love to do and why. Well, I'm going to go back to my cable and wireless story. Why I love that job is it played on my connectedness strength. Connectedness meaning connecting the dots. Like I took all these disparate pieces of this company and I was able to piece it together in a narrative, which is, ends up being my strength, of putting all the pieces of the story together and threading it and making sense of it. Surprise, surprise, that's the business that I'm in. I teach people how to do that. Well, that strength, the strength of connectedness, A to Z to L to M to N, how do they all connect? It's like a puzzle is, is, a, is a strength of mine. And once I figure it out, I have clarity and they have self-assurance and they all kind of work together. So the first thing, figure out what your strengths are. I would, you can, if there's another way of doing it, do it. But this Clifton, Clifton's Strength Finders, you buy the book, they have a little code in the back and you take this thing and they give you a report and a little PDF is fascinating and super insightful. That's the first thing I would do. The second thing is I would go back to, again, I'm going to go back to my cable and wireless um, sales job that I hated and loved, is think about jobs that you've had in the past that you've loved and hated. And it could be the same job, it could be different jobs. And I want you to think of things that you've done, maybe parts of jobs or the entire job, and think about a category of love this job, hated this job. When, when you do this, I would recommend just write down a list of like love, all the things I loved about the job. Maybe it's a job that you absolutely loved everything about it. Maybe it's a job that you hated and you hated everything about the job. Maybe there's a bit of both. Like in my, 
in the cable and wireless story, I hated about 90% of it and I loved about 10% of it. So then when you write that list, I want you to start asking the question, why? Why did, okay, for me, why did I hate these things? This is why I hated the job, but now I got a list. And now you ask each of those questions, each of those bullet points, why, did I, why is that true for me? And you start to get insights about the things that drive you. You compare that to strength finders and it's going to be magical because now you can start getting clearer on what do I want to do? What really fuels me? Okay, so I would I would do that little tell stories, um, maybe find again like somebody say, somebody you know, and talk about those and have them ask you why. Um, so you don't do this by yourself. Maybe you can do it in a conversation with somebody. And it's love or hate, love and hate, and just come up with those because those extremes are two sides of the same coin. Oftentimes you'll find like deeper, deeper insights about what really fuels you. Um, you might have you know, hated the job because you, it was cold all the time. Oh, well, why does that bother me so much? I hate cold weather. Okay, so maybe I want to work in a place that's warm. Oh, got it. It makes sense. So going deeper through this love or hate storytelling can be very, very powerful. That would be the second thing. First thing, know your strengths. Maybe, maybe strength finders, that little survey can help you. Second thing is know what you love and hate and why. Very important. And, and then the third thing, and know, understand that it takes time. What do I mean? It takes time to be totally clear on what your vision is. This isn't like a moment like snap your fingers, like got it, I figured it all out. It might come in pieces. I recall having a conversation with a few people actually who are transitioning out of the military and I asked this, okay, what, you know, what do you want to do? And I get a blank stare. If, if, you, if you're like that, don't worry about it. One of the questions I asked him, okay, if you, if you don't know what you want to do, do you know where you want to do it? It's a big country. Do you want to do it in the South? Do you want to do it in the Northeast? Do you want to do like, like figuring out where you want to do something could be very, very powerful. That could start the conversation. Do you want to know who you want to deal with? The types of people you want to work with? Can you describe the environment that you want to work in? So piece by piece, it takes time to figure this out. And don't beat yourself up. If you take strength finders and you start talking about your love and hate and, your why, and why, you understand why this is so for you, that you don't just like click your fingers and then you got the whole thing you figured out and you got a vision statement. Don't do it like that. You want to be able to start talking about the things that you love and the things that you hate, the types of jobs that drive you, the types of, drive, types of jobs that drive you crazy. And piece by piece, the picture will start taking shape. And that's, that's exactly how I would tell it to you if I was sitting next to you right now, is just it takes time. Give it time. This isn't like making minute rice. Okay, this is about you and your career and what's next. What's really going to fulfill you, what's going to fuel you. And it's not for many people immediately evident. So... If you still can't, like as you go through this whole transition process, changing jobs, careers, if you still can't see what your long-term professional vision is, don't worry. If you don't know what your long-term vision is, don't worry. You don't need to see an eye doctor. You're fine. It takes time. Just saying.